The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Back with Vershawn Jackson. Sponsored by Wingstop. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Oh, man. I just want to thank. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, you still, I know you need another (laughs) one, don't you? Oh, man. Heavenly Waffles is in the building, by the way. Yes, I did. I'm in heaven. Man. I, they done I, messed up, man. Yeah. Now we tired. Yeah, man. Now I, they stole the energy. I gotta go to work. <laughs> well, you better get another waffle. Put a lot of syrup on it. No, I just go late. <laughs> <laughs> I might not go at all. Uh, hey, but shout out to Heavenly Waffles, man. That's that's that. I first time trying. They're great. <laughs> You're in. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I drank the Kool Aid on that one. Yeah, you did drink the Kool Aid, all right. Uh, Bubba six and six says, "How open was was Frost to allowing players to come uh, talk, watch practice?" Uh, well, I don't know. It wasn't me. So. I ain't been there in three years. So before yeah. before Trev took over, and then I came back when Trev took over. So, um, well, I, never- I think right now though, it's like a puppy, right? I, I get you know, I'm, I'm I'm trying to eventually I'm gonna start training my my dog is twelve weeks old, right? I'm gonna start training him to be kind of a guard dog for the dealership. You know, you got some shady characters, so I, I kind of want a first line of defense yeah. just to sniff them out and kind of say, "You sure you want these teeth?" You know what I mean? And and there's gonna come a point in time though that technically I'm not supposed to let anybody pet him. I'm not supposed to let anybody touch him. So I think you know right now it's so delicate that Mickey has got to get his team under control. He has to make sure that they know who the boss is. He has to make sure that they know that he'll do anything for them, but he has to call them higher. He has to get his coaches. He has to get every assistant, every person that helps under the same control in order to be successful. So right now, I mean, I think Mickey should take the time to be with his team, to touch them, feel them, make sure that they understand what his vision is because it's got to be clear what his vision is for the team. He's the head coach for the next nine games. We know that. Mm-hmm. Okay? He can't get any worse than what we've already done. But in order to get them to understand what he wants from a coaching staff, from a, from a from, um, secu- support staff, he has got to just have them in the room right now. And he's, they, they've got to focus on his voice. they got to hear his voice because he's now the shepherd of those sheep. Yeah, he's, he's the leader. By far. And, um, yeah, I mean, people got to understand this, it's going to take time for him to, to you know, this is this is, this is can't be a rush job. You know, it just can't be a rush. He got to take his time. He got to, like you say, he got a, he got a lot on his plate right now. And and, I, and, and, and the last thing I want to do is call him and say, hey, I, I want to do this. So I want to give him time. Yeah. I want to give him respect and time and, and let him do his thing before I, you know, before anything. 
Yeah, I, I always think there's a delicate balance between, you know, letting the, the you know, having the former players involved, which you want, um, and, you know, still being in control, right? Because, yeah. I mean, th- there's a lot of former players, and, and, of course, we love all our ex-Huskers, but not all of them are, are you know, going to be perfect for being at, on the field all the time and uh, being around the program all the time. So you got you to gotta find a, a delicate balance there. Yeah, uh, Cameron Gale says, number 28, the linebacker is not it. What's your thought on Reimer and how he played? And what does Reimer have to do to fix some of those holes and to get back to the Reimer of last year? Reimer has to go back to the basics. He has to go back to the footwork. He has to go back to his his, his true alignment of a linebacker, his drop steps, his his pass drops. And he, he, he got to re- do his reads a lot better. I watched him a couple of plays, and um, he, he he's a, a – his motor is not going at 110%, first of all, and he's not tackling right. You know, he, he's he's missing a lot of tackles, and, and, and his he got to do a lot better at gap control, you know, and, and that goes with all the linebackers, not just him. So as a unit, they need to practice better on steps and, 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 and angles of tackling and, and, and the drops. You here's, know? here's my next question to you, Black Shirt. Can you fix that in four days? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's fixable. It, it, it's, it's all on the player. You know, I mean, you, you've been coached. You've been coached. You've been coached. Can't teach you that again. You know, how do you fix tackling in four days? You can't. It, it, it's a it's a going it's a, it's an ongoing thing. You, you got to tackle. Yeah, it's an ongoing thing. You know, we we hit every Wednesday, every Tuesday. You know, we just didn't. You know, we was undefeated, and, and we practiced harder than a, in a three and five team. I guarantee you that we didn't we didn't go undefeated just by not hitting. Hmm. We went undefeated by tearing each other up. Going at it, one-on-ones, twos versus ones, ones versus twos. We didn't care about who we was playing. We would, we would just love to hit each other, but we got to the point where we beat up on each other and, and we couldn't do it all the time. So, you know, you got to get out there and tackle. You got to get out there and hit. You got to get out there and just run full speed. You know, like I said, it's 11 people out there. One person can't do it. RDS says this. God himself couldn't, could not coach this team to wins. They need players. These guys are throwaways from the other recruiting. What? No, no, and I, and and I and I no, and I, and I hate to stop that because what? we have players here. Now, don't know why these players are not on the field, but they need to get on the field. And VJ, you know they got players. They got players. They just need to be on the field. That's what they need. They got players. If you want to get in, hit us up. Don't matter if listen. We had our first female caller. So you ladies that's on the line. Feel free to call, too. It's 402-464-5685. Whatever questions you have, we'll try to answer. And if we can't, it don't matter, dog. Go get you a chicken sandwich from Wingstop, dog. That'll help you. But anyway, we're going to bring up uh, Colin. You're on the air. What say you on the Captain Show? Hey, what's going on? I appreciate you guys having me on the show. Um, I just want to really just say, man, the Huskers are in really big trouble. <clears throat> you, you really don't want to bring in the, the Husker legends at this point. At this point, you really just want to bring in new talent. You want to bring in recruiting. Uh, Mickey Joseph's got a, a, a hit hands full. I mean, really, it's like fun with Dick and Jane. I mean, I, I pray for the brother. Man, I don't want him to be the fall guy for what's about to happen. But the talent level's not there. Anytime you're struggling with Georgia Southern, it's just not there. They need real players in there. And it's going to take some time to recruit real players uh, from real states with real talent to come in and buy into the Husker program enough to want to play here. Um, and believe into that old system again, Colin. Do hmm. you? Do you? How do you? When you when you look at the job that Mickey's going to do, what do you see him doing, 
or not doing versus Oklahoma? There's really nothing Mickey can do. I mean, I, I mean, nothing's going to be his fault. No matter what happens on Saturday, it's all on Scott Frost. I mean, you got to get rid of everything that Scott Frost did and eradicate it completely. You can't blame Mickey Joseph for anything. Husker fans can't have their hopes up too high for anything. I don't see them winning that game, but I'm not here to bash on them. I'm just keeping it real and keeping the facts. But Mickey Joseph, uh, I, I, I hope they give him a real opportunity to really bring in some recruits, give him them, them years like they gave Scott Frost, uh, to really turn the program around the way that we all know that he can. Uh, I just don't see them doing that. I wish that they would, though. Mm. No, I got you, man. I appreciate that, Colin. Keep, hey, Colin, man, give me your best go, Big Red. Go Big Red. I, I, that's what I'm talking about. Colin, you keep calling, man. Keep watching. Like, share, subscribe. Colin, we'll get, we, we're going to take care of you, too, Colin. You keep calling, man. I like your take on that. That was a great take. What do you? I mean, that's that's two people in a row now saying they don't have the players on on defense, or maybe they're just talking overall. Clearly, the offense is scoring, uh, doing well, especially with kind of what's been thrown at it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that that part of it's just youth, don't you think, on the defensive side of the ball? Guys with a lack of experience kind of getting there. Um, and and then the other thing is just not having like Luke Reimer looks really good when Damian Daniels is in front of him and JoJo Doman's beside him, and he's got three uh, three year starters in the secondary behind him. It you know it it's harder to stand out when you're dealing with a bunch of guys that you know it's their third game in a Husker uniform as a starter. Yeah, but I I, I don't think. The defensive line didn't play as bad as I thought. I thought that our linebackers took bad steps. They weren't patient. Instead of going over the top, scraping over the top, they scraped underneath. You'll never make the play scraping underneath. You'll never make it catching. And so that's why so many times in that game, you know, once the safety missed the tackle, guess what? Strike up the band. It was touchdown city. So getting that under control, getting the the the, the, the mindset – of the defenders under control to understand you have to gang tackle. The thing we watch, there's a picture. There's a picture in here. And in the pictures of Terrell Farley, Jay Foreman, Mm. a bunch of black shirts tackling one guy. You got some guys that are on the ball. You got guys that are on his back. You got guys that was tackling down low. You got guys that was doing all kind of stuff. Now, Mike, you're in the air. What say you? Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. I got a question, but I, I, I guess I got two because I want to phrase this in a question. Um, it seemed to me like the first few games, they over-pursued to a degree. In that, I mean, they're running so hard towards a guy, but when you get within a certain distance, you got to slow up. But we were just running hard, and the guy just kind of went to the side. That's why you're seeing all these arm trying to arm tackle. I think, you know, um, you know, it's great to pursue, but when you get close, you can't be running full bore. It took nothing for them to go around our tacklers, at least the first couple of games. My question would be Malachi Coleman. And you can't make any decisions based on one player. These are things that got to last for 10 or 15 years, who's on your staff and all that. But do you think we have any chance to get Coleman now? I know it's one of his coaches, and he told me in the summer he's as good as at Nebraska as long as they don't implode and Frost gets fired and all that. Do you see us having any chance to get him now, or is that 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 uh, not going to happen? I, I, You know what? I, uh, the week before North Dakota game, I saw Malachi Coleman. 
And I had a conversation with him and didn't know that he listened to the show. But he listened to the show, Black Shirt. Malachi <laughs> Coleman. Yeah. Malachi, shout out to you, son. We'll see you. In, I can't wait to see you in the Husker Red, man. No, but I, I think I think there's an opportunity to get Malachi Coleman. I think especially having Mickey in position now, especially if he's successful, I think Malachi Coleman would be a slam dunk. I think we are in the position to get him. Um a lot of it's going to be riding on what Mickey does in these next nine games and who the next coach is. I mean, you, you, you want to make sure that you got stability. You know, if I'm a young man, especially a young man that's getting courted by everybody in the country, right, I want to make sure that I got stability. I don't want to be going into a situation where we don't know who the offensive coordinator is, the defensive coordinator, D-line, running backs. You, you know, you don't want to go into chaos. You want to make sure you go into a great situation. But Malachi, listen, the thing that I said to Malachi is, man, be the change bearer. Be the guy that takes us back to the promised land. Be the be that captain because you will always be remembered, not only from a fan perspective but also a player perspective because we remember the guys who help us get back to where we need to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I think every recruit's going to be up in the air, whether it's Malachi Coleman or any of those other guys. I will say this, they have other commit lists. I think they have five in-state kids uh, to Nebraska, I you know just just because you know geography wise maybe they're committing to Nebraska not so much Coach Frost. Um, you feel like that those guys may be a little bit more stable, but you know it, it, it's just as up as much in the air for a recruit as it is to figure out who the next coach is going to be. And I, I agree with you. If it ends up being Joseph, I think you're I think you probably will get Malachi Coleman. I mean that that's right up his alley. But Deion Sanders. No. <laughs> As is Mark Martinez said, Deion Sanders, no. The, hey, listen, put up, put, up, put up the bike freak. Put up the bike freak. The bike freak says, are we really saying JoJo Doman was that important to last year's defense? Absolutely. I thought, I, listen, I thought, I didn't think he was. And then I went back and watched the defense. Homeboys was out there making plays. One-on-one tackles, tackles for losses, and sacks. JoJo Dumas was making plays. And, yeah, like I said, for that position, that, that was his position. He played it for four years. You know, and and, and, and like I said, and me and Bach talked about this earlier, only do, only JoJo can play that nickel like that. And like I said, we need to scrap that nickel now and probably just go back to a weak side linebacker because JoJo played it to perfection and, and nothing on him. Be nice to get – but it's nice to be getting Javen Wright in, right? Yeah, but Henry, this, this guy's following. He's not. He's he's getting his eyes caught in the backfield. Well, Henry's just been out. Gifford is Gifford, Gifford, yeah, Gifford, yeah. Gifford. Yeah, he's 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 watching the quarterback too much, and and that's why he's always trailing the receiver. And, and and you know, as a as as a as a DB or a linebacker, if you're gonna play man, you, you keep your eye on the man. You keep your eye at the backfield, mm. and most of the time, this guy has got his eyes caught in the backfield, and that's why he's two steps behind the receiver after they catch the ball. And, you know, and JoJo was he was disciplined enough to keep his eyes on the on the receiver. Mm-hmm. So you know, and I think well, he's that was, smart enough. That he made it for the Colts. Yeah, yeah he's mean, a legitimate NFL player. He's right active. Now, so. what, 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 yeah. He's a part of the fifty three man roster. A uh, uh, bike freak. Come on, man. You, you, how many other guys made it on the NFL club from last year's defense? Cam Taylor Britt. So you, I mean, you and he's hurt too. He's hurt. Yeah, but I'm just saying. You can't lose two NFL guys off your defense from a defense that doesn't isn't loaded with NFL guys. I don't know. I mean, you look at the team right now. I, I don't have an obvious guy that's going to make it. So um, that's it is a big deal. Uh, we got another one from 
Bando basics. I put it up there, box. I'm learning That's this good. stuff. Age isn't an issue. It's an attitude. You have to be dogs out there. Yeah. You got to play like it's like it ain't no tomorrow. You know, I don't care if you got a scratch, claw, and fight out there. Yeah, we, we need to play defense. But it's easy to be a dog if you have confidence. If you're a dog that's <laughs> looking Man, back and it, forth and whimpering it, all the time. There's one thing you, you can't make, and you can't make a dog. You gotta you already got to be having it in you. You know, I played with ten dogs. so And I looked every, all of them dogs in the eyes every game, and, and I knew what time it was. It, it, it was it, we never had a second thought. We just went out there and fought together. Yeah, hey, hey, the bike freak said, not hating, my man. Just verifying. <laughs> just making sure we got the verification. We got uh, we got to call in two more people calling in. All right, so come on. Of, let's take on let's here. take Jerry. Jerry, what say you? You're on the captain show. Hey, fellas, what's going on? Not too much. All right, hey, quick question. I was at the game on Saturday. I like to bring my boy down along the fence. I don't know, five minutes left in the first half. Uh, I was sitting, so you guys will know this, I was sitting by a physician group, and I was very disappointed in our players. They were joking, laughing. In fact, my son said to me, well, Dad, aren't we down by seven? Why are they in such a good mood? And I will be honest with you, that position group, this will tell you everything you need to know. We had a great Husker back, and the only one that was intense on that game, watching it, not screwing around, was a guy named Tano Fanuti, who used to knock people in the next, next week. I just think this was the right move simply because I don't think – I think these players have lost it for whatever reason. I hope Mickey can get it back. But when you guys played, did you guys goof around and laugh when you were down by seven? I just can't imagine that with the team. And I'm telling you, I watched it up front and close, and I was just disgusted. You want to tell me what the, which so anyway, group was guys, Which group? Go ahead. Which group? Offense, offensive line. Oh, boy. Noah Fanuti was standing right next to him. The only person that was in the game was our big left tackle. In fact, he was over talking to Tanoe, and the rest of them were honestly joking around and laughing. Yeah, we... It's that simple. And I see this over and over. Now, I don't know if that's a player problem, but that seems like a coaching problem to me. Mm. So, I mean, and that is honest to God. Anybody can say, well, whatever. I saw it, my son saw it, and I'm just disgusted with how those kids we're acting like I said, former All Americans there into the game. Yeah, former All American and and just indu- inducted into the Nebraska Hall of Fame. So not just All American, yeah. not just a a former third or second round draft pick and NFL player was sitting there watching that, and that that's disheartening. I, we police that though. I I don't ever believe there was a time. First of all, we wasn't down very often, but there still wasn't a time in the first three quarters, even when I started playing that you had people jacking around. Even at the end of the game, we might have been we might have been on the sideline maybe talking a little bit, but we were still pushing and pulling for the guys that was in there that normally didn't get a chance to get in there. Oh yeah, we 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 did our share. I mean, once coach told us we was out, we sat on the we sat on the bench for a little while, but we get up and we watch our teammates and we try to encourage them to keep the shit out of going or or whatever we, we our goal was and 
We wasn't very. We wasn't sitting around laughing on the sideline. I tell you that Coach Osborne wasn't hearing that. First of all, well, not, to me, I, too, I go back to like they kind of act like you've been there before. The, the problem is with this team again is that they haven't been there before. This is what they're used to. They're used to being down in the seven. This isn't alarming to them. This is how their their experience at Nebraska has gone. And so, I mean, that we we, we got to find a way to get a winning culture back in the locker room. Maybe small things like that, or what do you call them? Small lead to big things, whatever. Um, that's got to be a part of it. But I'll say this too, and, 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 and you, <laughs> we could talk about a winning culture and getting a winning culture going, you have to win. At some point, Scott Frost could try to get you know this culture on the right track and getting it and, and and try to get close to a winning culture. But at this at the end of the day, if every year you go and you have a losing team, it's not a winning culture because you don't win. <laughs> so uh, hat on hat, hat on a hat. I like that. Hat on a hat. That's what you, that's what we used to say. Yeah. You know what that means, right? Hat on a hat. Yeah. That means my hat needs to be on somebody else's hat. Uh, where were the captains and leaders? I said this all last season. Man, the focus, the accountability. You got to have that. When, 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 and even those young guys that's got the towels, you seen those guys on the sideline with the towels and they waving them in between. I, I don't know. Listen, McBride kicked us all off the sidelines in the Florida State game. I will never forget that. He told us, because we, we, they already told us to be up in the stands. But you know, old Coach Jackson wanted to be defiant. <laughs> Somehow, some way, I can I found myself on the sideline with a bunch of other guys. Okay. He told us, if I catch you on the sideline, you will never play at Nebraska again. Believe me, we watched the rest of the game from up in the stands. <laughs> okay? Nobody even dared. Even after the game was over, we still didn't go to the side. We went straight to the locker room. <laughs> so it's got to be an adult in the room telling guys, you know what? You can't do this. You can't do that. All that stuff. Are you kicking us out, Bob? Are you you closing our show, Bob? We got to get to commercials. We'll just go to the commercial. We've taken over your show. (laughs) We told you all that yesterday. You can stick around. No, we ain't even starting the happy hour. We're going to start the happy hour. Rico. Hey, listen. We're going to throw it to break. We'll be back. We'll start the happy hour when we come back from break. That's the the ticket water cooler. The the ticket water cooler. Oh, my bad. 93.7. Yeah.